present Arthur Lowe, John LeMessurier, and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. <laughs> Don't forget the Liver, featuring John Lauder, Earl Ridley, and Ian Lavender with this week's guests, Edward Sinclair and Geoffrey Lumsden. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. Hitler's troops continue to overrun Europe, but so far he hasn't attempted to invade the shores of Britain. However, the threat is always present, and home guard units throughout the country are encouraged to keep on their toes by the use of various mock exercises. At the church hall in Warmington-on-Sea, Captain Mannering is addressing his platoon. Right, men, now pay attention. I want to devote the rest of this evening's parade to talking about the big exercise next Sunday. Excuse me, Mr. Mannering. Miss Pike, what is it? You said last night that we weren't to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> I meant to anyone outside our own ranks. Oh, see. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, sir. Mr. With regard to what you have just uttered, sir, when you say outside our own ranks, do you mean that I, as a lance corporal, must not talk to Fraser here, for instance, him being only a private? <laughs> hey, what do you mean, only a private? Privates are the backbone of an army. I must say, I agree with Mr. Fraser. Privates are very important. <laughs> of course they are, Mr. Godfrey. Of course they are. I mean, if the army didn't have any privates, there'd be no one for the NCOs to shout at. All right, men. Yeah, oh, now what? Oh, it's you, Virgil. What are you doing here? I've got to do the dusting. <laughs> it's overdue. I'm trying to hold a parade. I can't help that. Cleanliness is next to godliness, you know. Oh, very well. But I don't want any noise. Don't worry. I'm a very quiet duster. <laughs> now, pay attention, man. As I was about to say, this exercise next Sunday is without doubt the most difficult we have ever had to tackle. Can you all see this diagram which I've drawn on the blackboard? Oh, Good. Now, listen carefully. This box I've drawn here represents the watermill which Captain Square and the Eastgate platoon will be holding. Now, the watermill couldn't be in a worse position so far as we, the attacking force, are concerned. You'll observe that it stands right in the middle of open ground. And our job is to cross this open ground undetected and place an explosive charge inside the mill. And we have two hours to do it in. Any suggestions? Permission to speak, sir. Just a minute, John. Virgil. Yes, Captain Mannering. Are you sure that's the fastest you can dust? All I can't dust quickly, Captain Mannering. His reverence likes the job done properly. Very well, but get on with it. My sister Sissy is a very fussy about dusting. She says people are either born good dusters or they're not. <laughs> she says I just move the dust about, so I'm not allowed to do it anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Now, Jones, what was your suggestion? Well, sir, how about a tunnel? A tunnel? Yes. You see that old wall about 50 yards away from the mill to the north? Yes, what about it? Well, sir, if we all get down behind that wall and then dig a big hole downwards, then when we are nice and deep downwards, all of a sudden we start to dig sideways, sideways and sideways. And when we've gone far enough, we tunnel upwards and upwards and upwards. And we should be inside the water mill. I or in Australia. Jones, <laughs> yeah. I think you're getting into the realms of fantasy now. There he goes again, Mr. Godfrey, with these realms of fantasy. I don't know why I bother. Mind you, he's playing with fire now. 
I'm in charge of his meat. <laughs> Stop mumbling, Joe. Yeah, well, now, are there any more suggestions? No? Well, then, let us try and take some examples from history. Now, who's got the first historical example? What about King Alfred burning his cakes? <laughs> what bearing has that on our problem, Frank? I don't know. <laughs> Said you wanted some examples from history? Examples of people trying to get inside places. Now, has anybody got any other examples that are relevant? Well, I've got an idea, sir. Well done, Wilson. What is it? Oh, sir, in Shakespeare's Macbeth, one of the characters dressed his army up as bushes so that they could move across open ground, you see, in order to attack the castle. Dressed them up as bushes? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yes, I must admit that sounds like quite a good idea. Thank you. I once went to a fancy dress... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ...to dance... Dressed as a Christmas tree. <laughs> I, I, I rather look awfully pretty with tinsel and fairy lights around me. Really? Uh, perhaps I could be a Christmas tree this time. Oh, possibly, Godfrey, but I think on this occasion you may have to dispense with the decoration. Um, what a pity. And anyway, it isn't Christmas. Come on, Rick. I have been thinking. Yeah, j j just a minute, Fraser. Virgil, yes, how much longer are you going to be dusting? Oh, I don't know, but I've got to keep the place clean. The state you leave it in after every parade is a disgrace. Well, you'll just have to finish it off some other time. You're getting on my nerves creeping about the hall with that miserable look on your face. This is my normal expression. You can't be a virtue with a funny face. <laughs> well, you seem to manage all right. All right, all right. That's enough, Corporal. Now, off we go, Virgil. Find somebody else to clean. Go and dust the side office. All right, I'm going. His reverence won't like this, you know. And Virgil, close the door after you. Dirt. That's what they treat me like. Dirt. Well, I'll show them. Funny face, eh? Right. Eastgate 247, please. Hello? Eastgate 247. Is that you, Captain Square? Yes. Who's that? It's me, the Virgil. I've been doing a bit of dusting, like you suggested. Oh, good, good. Any news? Yes, sir. I found out how they're going to get into the mill. Really? How? They're going to dress up as bushes and creep across the open ground. By Jove! That old trick, eh? <laughs> Main wearing must be slipping. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Oh, it's a pleasure, sir. I'd do anything to help you. You're a gentleman. Now, look here, listen to me. <clears throat> Why don't you come over to my place now and we'll discuss how you can help us on Sunday? Just as you say, Captain Square. I've got my bike outside. I'll leave straight away. Jolly good, jolly good. And remember, not a word to anyone. Don't worry. I'll go out the back way so no one will even see me go. Anyway, they're all too busy discussing their plan. Hey, come on, Ring. I have grieved doubts about this plan. How do you mean, Fraser? Well, sir, we may think Colonel Square's a blithering idiot, but if he sees a lot of bushes coming out from behind that old wall and moving across the open ground... Oh, even he's bound to think there's something up. Yes, yes, I suppose that is a point. Excuse me, Mr. Manreen. What about one of us getting inside a dummy log on a small raft and then drifting down the river towards the mill? Oh, yes. Yes, that is a good idea. It really is. Awfully good idea, Frank. Well done, Frank. Well, well done. Just a minute. Thank you, Mr. Well, Martin Kalaki. You see, I do get some good ideas, well, don't I, Of course I, sometimes. you do, Frank. Of course you do. Thank you. Just a moment. Before you start handing out the bouquets... <laughs> 
We need someone to push the raft. And I don't think any of us could stay underwater that long. I can't even swim. <laughs> well, if you can't swim, you probably find it easier to stay under the water than the rest of us. <laughs> so, why don't we get somebody in a diving suit to push the log? Well, don't be absurd, Fraser. I ask you, who in Warmington-on-Sea is likely to have a diving suit? I have. <laughs> you have? How on earth did you get that? Well, it happened when I was in the South Seas with a friend of mine, Stuart. We were diving for paddles. I see. Well, of course... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, one day, sir, he was down below and I was standing on deck when all of a sudden I felt four pools on his air pipe. That means, haul me up. Something was wrong. I looked down. The water there is as clear as crystal. And there was Stuart, fighting for his life with a giant squid. I didn't hesitate. I dived down into the depths and I plunged my knife between those two hideous eyes. I don't suppose Stuart liked that very much. <laughs> I mean the squid's eyes, you silly old gummer. Anyway... Oh, my lungs bursting. I gave the signal, and the natives quickly pulled Stuart up, but when we got him on deck, I unscrewed his helmet, and then I realized they pulled him up too quickly. He was dying from the dreaded bends. He gazed up at me, and he says, Joke! Look after my dear old mother. <laughs> See that she gets all my possessions. Well, he only had his diving suit and it wasn't any use to her, so I gave her ten bob and kept it. <laughs> but every time after that, whenever I went down in that helmet, I could hear that poor fellow's voice crying, Help! <laughs> Right, Fraser, we, uh, we take it you have a diving suit. Mr. Speaks up. I will have a word with the vicar about borrowing the log from Babes in the Wood. Oh, I don't think the vicar's too keen on our borrowing his pantomime props, Jones. Why don't you worry, sir? He's registered with me for meat. He'd do anything for a bit of kidney. <laughs> I'll get the log, providing I go in it, of course. Oh, very well, Jones, yes, you can go inside the log. You think that's wise, sir? Oh, we'll be all right. It's enthusiasm that counts on these exercises. Anyway, he's got the vicar's kidney. <laughs> right, men, now we'll parade here tomorrow night, as usual, and we'll have a full rehearsal of the plan. That's all. Dismissed. Right, now, before we have a full dress rehearsal of the plan, we'll just talk it through once more. Is everybody ready? Oh, I'm ready, sir. <coughs> what about you, Jones? 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 Uh, I, I don't think he can hear you very well when he's inside that tree thing. Ah, yes, perhaps you're right. Jones? Can you hear me? No, sir. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a little trap door in the front of his trunk. 
Uh, I think you'll try to opening that, you know. You're in my... Ah, yes, good idea. Good evening, sir. Yes. I was just saying, we shall shortly be having a full dress rehearsal. We're using an old pram as the raft. If you don't mind me interjecting, sir, I don't think an old pram will float. But it won't have to. We're still on dry land at the moment. Oh, well, that's all right, then. Pike, you got Fraser into his diving suit yet? Yes, Mr. Manning, but we've left the face piece out of the helmet for the moment so that he can hear you. That's remarkably clever of you, Pike. <laughs> Now, at the start of this operation, I shall be in the boathouse with Sergeant Wilson, Private Jones and Private Fraser. Private Pike will be positioned in an adjacent field. And by using a field telephone, he will be able to keep me informed as to Jones's progress. To avoid detection, Pike will be disguised as a scarecrow. I, I still don't like the idea of being a scarecrow, Mr. Mannering. I'll get cramped if I stand still for a long time. And anyway, being in that field will probably bring on my hay fever. Pike, you will be a scarecrow. That is a military order. <laughs> Are we all clear so far? <laughs> Good. Now... At zero hour, Sergeant Wilson manning the pump for Fraser's air supply. Fraser will push Jones, dressed as a log, from the inside of the boathouse out into the river. Then, keeping under the water, he will guide the log downriver until it is alongside the agreed point on the bank. What do you do then, Fraser? As soon as I get it there, I get one pull on my lifeline. As soon as Fraser pulls his lifeline, I shall ring Private Pike on the field telephone. What happens, Pike? The bell rings. The bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I see. Well, when, when I hear from you, I have to give one warble on my warbler. And that's the signal to start the diversion. Good. Godfrey? Uh, uh, oh, 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 yes, sir? Haven't you been paying attention? I'm so sorry, Captain Marin, they... Kept me waiting about the clinic rather a long time today, and I'm afraid I'm a little tired. I see. <clears throat> well, we've got to the point where you put your diversion into practice. Is that all right? Oh, oh yeah, yes, of course. I, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> what happens then, Fraser? Well, sir... While the diversion is attracting the attentions of the defender of the mill, I quickly tip Jones, dressed in the log, onto the bank. Then I make my way underwater back to the boathouse. And while Private Godfrey is creating his diversion, I start making my way towards the mill. Excellent. Now, is everybody quite clear so far? All right, yes, all right. Good, good. As soon as Jones has divested himself of the trunk... Excuse me, sir. Yeah? Well, sir, it took three of us to get Jones into the trunk. So... Do you think he'll be able to divest himself unaided? Mm -hmm. oh, that's a good point. Oh, I have no fear, sir. I should be able to divest myself when the time is nice, sir. Let me divest myself, sir. I've done a lot of divesting my yes, time. Oh, oh, I've done right. a terrific lot of divesting. All right, very well. Anyway, you then climb up the maintenance ladder, which is attached to the side of the mill, and toss the bomb through the little window at the back which, as we saw in the diagram, is about 20 feet up and directly above the water wheel. I've forgotten wondering what we're going to use for the bomb. Good question, Fraser. We shall be using an old alarm clock, kindly provided by Mrs. Pike. 
Right, now let's have a rehearsal. Right, Sam Wilson, mm -hmm. get the men to load Jones onto the pram, I mean the raft, and take Fraser into the office. Hello, Bassett. Now, we'll imagine the river runs down the centre of the hall. Fifty yards downriver from the mill is the boathouse, represented by my office. Right? I'm going into the boathouse. You all right, Fraser? I am, sir. I'm ready when you are. But Jones is on the pram, sir. Good. Now, stand by to man the pumps, Wilson. Don't forget what I told you, Sergeant. Keep up a nice, steady pressure. Yes, all right. I'll do my best. All right, now, I'm going to screw the face piece into your helmet now, Fraser. Thank you, sir. Right. Stop pumping, Wilson. Right, sir. Godfrey, take up your diversion position. Excuse me, Mr. Manreen. Could you tell me where my field is? Oh, use your imagination, boy. Let's go and stand somewhere between the fire bucket and the harmonium. Trickle, 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 trickle. What's that? That's the water lapping against the log. Oh, yeah. Very good. <laughs> Fraser has now submerged and is pushing Jones on the pram, on the raft. Out under the boathouse doors into the open river. Keep pumping, Wilson. I'm doing my best, sir. It's really awfully hard work. I, I suppose you wouldn't care to assist me. Certainly not. We all have our allotted task. Yours is to work Fraser's pump. Mine is to stand by the field telephone. All perfectly fair. Yes, of course. Ah, Fraser's just given one pull on his lifeline. That means he's arrived alongside the green spot on the bank. Fight! Yes, Mr. Manreen. I'm ringing you on the field telephone. Get Godfrey to start the diversion. Right you are, Mr. Manreen. Mr. Manreen. Yes, what is it? I'm wobbling, Mr. Manreen, but Mr. Godfrey isn't diverting. <laughs> Why not? He's not here. Yeah. <laughs> Keep pumping, Wilson. No, Pike, Pike, Seth. Was Godfrey in position when we started? Oh, yes, Mr. Manreen, but when I turned round just now, he'd gone. Oh, just a minute. Oh, he's coming back. Look. Ah. Uh, Godfrey? Where have you been? Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Manning. I'm afraid I had to pop outside for a moment. <laughs> Why didn't you make yourself comfortable before we started? I was all right then. I, I think it was here in Mr. Jones go trickle, trickle. trickle. <laughs> yeah, start again, everybody. Start again. Now, is everybody in position? Trickle, trickle. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> stop trickling for the moment. Excuse me, Mr. Manreen. Mr. Fraser starts to go rather a funny colour. You look, you look for the face piece. You see? I think you're right, yes. He does look distinctly odd. Keep, keep pumping, Wilson. I am, sir, I am. Oh, he's gone bright red now, sir. I don't like the look of him at all. No, neither do I. Yeah. Look out, he's starting to fall. <laughs> Pump faster, Wilson. Help me lower him to the ground. Yes, Mr. Manry. Right. I can't understand it. Wait a minute. He's trying to say something. What's that, Fraser? Seems to be pointing to something. What is... Pike! Pike! Yes, Mr. Manry. Standing on his airline. Get his helmet off, quick. Any sign of Mainwaring's mob, Sergeant? Uh, not yet, Captain Square. 
I must say, I don't see how the Wilmington or the sea lot are going to be able to get across all that open space without us seeing them. Well, keep a lookout for a lot of bushes. <laughs> According to the verger, that's part of their master plan. <laughs> right you are, sir. Uh, you keep watching this window. Last hit the one over the other side. In 1,600 hours, main wedding can start any time now. Well, this is it, Wilson. Time we got underway. Yes, sir, I'm sure Jones and Fraser would like to start. Can't be very comfortable for them dressed like that. Well, I'll just go and wish them luck. Good luck, Jones. Off you go. Thank you very much, sir. Right, Wilson, stand by the pump. All right, then. Good luck, Fraser. Ah, please, sir. As soon as you've got your face mask screwed in, you can start pushing Jones out under the boathouse doors into the main river. All right? All right. All right, here we go, then. Stop pumping, Wilson. There they go. If this little ruse works, it'll be one in the eye for Captain Square. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anything happening, Sergeant? No, sir. I think I'll just ring the verger on the field telephone and see if he's okay. Do you think he's reliable, sir? Well, of course he is. He's my fifth column. I've got him posted in the churchyard. He can see everything from there. Hello? Verger here? Captain Square here. Have they started yet? Not yet. They're still waiting for the bride. She's late. you're talking about, Mayor? Young Mary Winters. She's getting married this afternoon. I don't want to know about Miss Winters' nuptials. Is there any sign of Mainwaring's men? No, but I've got a pair of binoculars here and I've got my eyes peeled. Good, good. They must be up to something by now. It really is awfully difficult, sir, this pumping business. Don't worry, Wilson. Fraser and Jones must be nearly there now. Anyway, the exercise is doing good. Yeah, but, you know, I, I can't help wondering, just though. Me, just a minute. That's it. One pull on the lifeline. Now, there, Wilson. I'll just get Pike on the phone. Hello. Scarecrow speaking. Pike. <laughs> Fraser's arrived at the riverbank. Give Godfrey the signal for the diversion. Very well, Mr. Manrin. Oh, oh, dear. Now, look here, you sheep. Don't you go shaking those tin helmets off. <laughs> You're our diversion. Go on, shoot, 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 shoot. Hello, Captain Square here. It's me, sir, the verger. They're moving towards you dressed as sheep. <laughs> what on earth are you talking about, man? I tell you, they're dressed up as sheep. They got tin helmets on. <laughs> Don't be stupid, man. Get off the phone. Damn fellow must be the communion wine. Oh, dear. I can't stand this much longer. Stuck out here in the middle of this field. Anyway, I told him I wouldn't be able to use the field telephone properly with this broomstick through my sleeves. Oh, no. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm almost there. Hello? Captain Mannering here. Who's that? It's me, Private Pike the Scarecrow. <laughs> Don't speak up, will you? I can't hear what you're saying for all that noise in the background. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, go away, will you? How dare you? No, not you, sir. No, no. I'm talking to these birds. I've got them all over me. They won't leave me alone. <laughs> Don't be silly, boy. 
Got a birds all over you? You're a scarecrow. But I have, sir. Thousands of them. They all arrived when I used the bird warbler. Ah. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, well, it can't be helped. How's Jones getting on? Uh, uh, he's reached the mill and he's just climbing up the ladder. Good. Oh, that window's a long way up. It's a good job I don't suffer from verticals. <laughs> I take Captain Square. Look over here, sir. What is it, Sergeant? The verger was right, sir. They are all dressed up as sheep with tin hats on. Fine. So, so they are. How on earth did they do that, sir? Perhaps they're using midgets. <laughs> oh, I don't like this much. It's all a bit wobbly. Oh, just get the clock out of your pocket. Ah, good. Now lean out of the window. Very quietly. Oh, it's a long reach. Oh, dear. It wasn't supposed to do that. Well, here it goes. I'll throw it anyway. <laughs> what on earth? We've won. We've won. Oh, ooh, I think I'm going to fall. Whoa! He's thrown the bomb in, Wilson. Yes, I wonder why he's jumped onto the water wheel. <laughs> oh, you always did have an exaggerated sense of drama. Come on, let's go and accept square surrender. Help, help, help. Hold on, Jones. We'll get you off there in a minute. We're just going to see Captain Square. Help! Get me off this wheel! Open up there, Square. This is Captain Manring. Yes? What is it, Mainwaring? We've won. I've come to accept your surrender. Don't be stupid, man. That clock went off before your man threw it. <laughs> if that had been a real bomb, he would have been blown to kingdom come, not us. But I'm not in kingdom come, Mr. Manring. I'm on this water wheel. Get me off, please. I think I felt it start to move. Don't be silly, Jones. That thing hasn't moved for years. Just hold on. Now, here, Square. We won. Not. Anyway, I'll come down. Jones was right. The wheel is moving. Good Lord, so it is. Help! Help! I told you it was... <laughs> oh, I'm going round and round. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, Jones. It's so long. Honestly, Wilson, that man will do anything to get attention. Ah, square, there you are. I'm still not surrendering. Oh, do try and keep Jones quiet, Wilson. What I'm saying to Captain Square is most important. I'm still not surrendering. You have to surrender, I tell you. There's no That episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft. You've heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LaMessure Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dunn, Corporal Jones, John Laurie Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender Private Pike, Edward Sinclair the Verger, Geoffrey Lumsden Captain Square, and Norman Ettlinger as the Sergeant. Don't Forget the Diver was adapted for radio by Harold Snowd and Michael Knowles and produced by John Dyers.